Hello guys, welcome to today's episode of the podcast, hope you enjoy the conversation. So you want to get better at anything, you need a coach. A coach will objectively help you look for things that you need to improve on. Today I actually even partnered up with Vaughn and Bourne advice, coaching, and leadership training to help my listeners improve all facets of their life, which goes from things like leadership skills, to handling business, to working in teams. Now, I've personally worked with Gordon Newell before. He's the coach that runs the business, and he has a wealth of knowledge. Very credible individual, former military, ICF leadership training coach, and he knows what he's doing. So I've partnered up with them to help my listeners experience the same thing that I've been doing for quite a while. So all you got to do is enter the code word EARNIT, that's E-A-R-N-I-T, all, all lower caps, and get it on the website, www bondborn.com so once again this will help you secure one of those online sessions once again that's www.bondborn.com to help secure yourself in a free online workshop okay let's just be honest here for a second when you give out those physical business cards do they actually leave a lasting impression on the people you meet i say no and this is why i've paired up with ovu smart cards so what they do is that they change the game entirely it's a basically an electronic business card, you only need one, and it scans it onto the person's phone. It's a pretty cool thing, and it leaves a lasting impression. And with everything going on with all the craziness of COVID-19 and just the scare of transmitting any sort of disease, this is actually a pretty cool way, cool way to share information. Uh, so right now, I've partnered with them to help my listeners earn a discount off the card. All you gotta do is go to ovu, that's ovou.com and enter the discount code Joe10, that's J-O-E-10. Once again, that's O-V-O-U.com. Enter the discount code Joe10 to get $10 off the card. All right, buddy, man, it's been a fucking minute. (laughs) Yo, how are you doing, by the way, man? I'm good, man, I'm good. Thank you for having me on here. I appreciate it, man. uh, For those of you who don't know, I called Joseph, like, uh, was it like three weeks ago, two, three weeks ago? Yeah, two, three weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, and the dude just, I was thinking of starting a podcast, and the guy just gave me all the information. Like, it was just unbelievably helpful to me, so... I hope you all know this guy is a good dude, and uh, yeah, man. Dude, so appreciate man. you having me on here. No worries, man. It's funny. I was talking to a couple of people who are who basically self-identified my philosophers, man. And long story short, I'm not a guy of moral agency. I am a piece of shit, <laughs> 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 like most people on the planet. And yeah, and, and but you know, the good thing about all this other stuff is that you kind of have to realize who you are and not learn to lie to yourself. That's kind Absolutely. of you know what I've learned over the years, like. Yeah. I've talked to a lot of people who say, you know, they don't, they never judge or they don't use stereotypes to, you know, associate a certain group of people, but you're, you, me and yourself know that you're lying about doing any of that stuff. No, absolutely. It's just like, I read something and it said, you can't control your first thought, but you can control your second and third. So it's like, you know, like you see something, but like you can say some judgmental shit in your head, but you can control your next thought and correct that, you know? So it's like, you have to lie to yourself about 
you got like some people be like, yeah, I don't really like, you know, I don't really like eating pizza too much just because we have a group of like vegans and you're just like, but you know you have that every Saturday night, right? So it's just like, <laughs> you know, you can just be yourself. And I think judgment is the biggest thing that stops people. And we live in a highly judgmental society and it, it's tough, right? It's just people project their insecurities and their insecurities are built by other insecure people. So it's just a vicious cycle and, and it ends up with people being judged. And when you get judged, you just, you have to put on that mask and, you know, you're not allowed to be yourself. So. That's the thing, man. Like we've somehow constructed ourselves as we grew older where we can't be ourselves because number one, we're afraid of what people will think of us. And number two, we're confined to things that we've been told to be our entire lives. Um, I obviously, you know, you and I have just a bit of backstory. We went to the same university and took a couple classes together. This motherfucker can shoulder press a plate. <laughs> and this is, the, I was like, holy shit, this guy's jacked. <laughs> shoulder pressing plates like, like it was no, nothing. No, no. It was a fake plate. They were plastic. You just need to catch them. <laughs> fake plates and fake weights. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, because we've just been confined to a lot of these different boxes that, you know, we pretend to be that we're, that we're told to be in. I mean, obviously, you and I can obviously attest to, you know, even just the careers coming out of the, of the program that we're in. It wasn't a lot of flexibility in what you could do because you're really exposed to very little. And when you're supposed to very little, there isn't much uh, that you can do. Um, econ event, and it was a lot of like a lot of bankers, CPA, and analyst. It's like, well, like okay, if that's all you're exposed to and that's all you're gonna do, then how do you know what, how old the, how big the world is if that's all you've been told to do? So that's kind of my biggest gripe about all this other stuff is, yeah, we've been put into these boxes and now we need to conform to fit into the stereotypes that most some of us you know see ourselves in because that's what we've been told our entire lives you got to be this you got to do that you got to you know you can't yeah you just you just got to be a certain person you can't be yourself no absolutely and i think that's one thing when you get people who start becoming more self-aware and they're like you know like this is what i want to do this is who i want to be i think the most important thing is having people surrounded like with you who's like you know they're not like Oh no no no! You go back in that box. Like this is how I see you. Don't, don't like don't try anything. Yeah. One of those people who's like you know like, oh you go up to someone like yeah I want to start a business tomorrow. Like yeah let's start a business tomorrow. Like I'm gonna rob a bank tomorrow. It's like yep we're, we're robbing a bank tomorrow. So. Yeah. Fucking rob a bank. <laughs> yeah. Those are the people I want to be around. It's just like you want to be around people who see you for you and they accept you like flaws and all. And I think a lot of times. The way stuff is perpetuated right now with our generation, I think there's a lot of good things where we're more empathetic and emotional intelligence, I think, is higher. But I think a lot of it is also um, that, you know, we're not fully able to move away from um, just the ease that's perpetuated on social media. So say it's, they say, like, everything's supposed to be easy. You know, you deserve this you deserve happiness you deserve the best which is i'm not saying that's untrue that's absolutely true but there's an entitlement that comes from that where people aren't able to go through hard things so if there's a bump in a relationship or a bump in like a career or something like that i think that's where your resilience is tested and some people have a hard time they're like you know why is this happening to me why why am i the person and realistically it's life like life happens to everyone and it'll hit you and you know like no one's going to come to save you you can have an amazing support system and they'll have your back by the day you have to save yourself 
And I always use the analogy where it's like, say you're trapped in a well and you can have all the people you love throwing in lines of rope, right? But the rope isn't long enough to get you out the water. There's a little pot that you have to climb, like rock climb that shit. Like it's like, you know, <laughs> yeah. in the video games, you have to rock climb it. And oh. then you jump on that rope. Like you have to take the first step yourself and then, you know, you'll have all the help you want. But I think um, with our generation, it, it, it's perpetuated, right? It's just like, all these grandeur dreams and it's just like always you see people's highlight reels on social media you see all oh, this dude went for a hike over here this dude got this job this dude got this girl this dude's eating this food and i'm just sitting in my room freaking watching south park and eating microwave burritos it's just like <laughs> bro like the, you don't realize it's not that day-to-day looks like so it, it's a lot of judgment on yourself and it's just i think it's just it's just perpetual in society where people aren't allowed to just like let go and be like you know i can I can do this. I can be myself. You know, I'm just gonna live. I think the issue is, as well, is that we place a lot of reward in being a victim of something. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like if I'm a victim of said circumstance, it's easier for me to be that because people feel, you know, sorry for me. Like, and there's that reward that comes with being a victim instead of saying, "Fuck me, this is the situation I'm in. What am I gonna do to solve it?" It's I've noticed that quite a bit, man. Especially um, doing this, it's it's like well, you know, like it's, it's easier for you to give up because you're not getting any traction. It's easier for you to give up because of, of the color of your skin or whatever the fuck, whatever some stupid fucking reason is. But in the reality is it's, it, it is easier to do that. It's easier to say, you know what, man, like my, because of my circumstance, this is why I'm not getting anywhere. Instead of saying, you know what, fuck that shit. I'm going to go jump the barrier and do it myself. Yeah. That's, that's really, that's really what it is. It's, it's, it, I think it's just really awarding victimhood. When in reality, when you can change, like you can't change everything, I get it, but you can change a lot of your circumstance. Yeah, I think to some extent, for sure, like, like to say in circumstance, like say, like if you grew up in like a lower income household, like there's, you know, there's, I would say there's, there's a barrier to free will, right? So say, you know, like stuff happening in Yemen right now where you get like people just dying, like on the day, like for them, free will is like it's not there's not up to them to live for them free will is like having a glass of water if they can yeah but for me free will or for you free will is like you know what i'm gonna go for a walk right now i'm gonna go listen to some music and i think that's where like i absolutely agree with you that some people like enjoy victimhood in a sense where they're like you know you enjoy that empathy and that people checking up on you and stuff but sometimes like it's tough because the situation you are in is a shit situation like even if you take into account like like systematic issues in the states i know this is like a controversial topic but i think there are systematic issues um and people don't agree some people agree and i don't know the full capacity but i think but when you put a limit like that on people like you can you can do your best and you can grind through that but you also have to take into account the kids coming behind you they're going to go through those same issues so it'll be like you know just tough it out I don't think it's the right way to do it, but you can teach them how to do it and you can help change the system. That's a tangent, but I get where you're coming from, but absolutely, like, there's definitely a victimhood. It becomes a competition who's, who's had it harder. Like, you know, it's like... Yeah, oh, yes. You know, exactly, right? And it's just like, you keep... Like, for me, it's like, I will listen to you. Like, I will have your back, but we have to take steps. Like, I can listen to you for three days, but on the fourth day, we have to do something productive. Like, you know, like, there's no point of creating a circle jerk of victimhood. Like, what... At a certain point, shits happen, and I I can't take away the trauma people have been through. Right, like mm-hmm. people have been through some shit, but yeah. And it's, for some people, it takes longer than others. But 
it just becomes a thing where people like complaining. Like it, it's like a thing like you know, like I hate my job. Okay, but how do we change that? I I hate I hate watching the show, but okay, why are you watching it? So it's just like you know, like it's like if something's wrong, we can help each other change it, and you can be empathetic and be there for people. But I don't think it's good to encourage that behavior where it becomes a prolonged thing where people keep looking for reasons to complain. You know, so it's just like a mindset thing as well in some ways. I think I think this is I think it's a combination of indoctrin indoctrination and just the fact that we like back in the day. Um, I mean, especially with me growing up, I I used to be like my dad would always tell me, you know, you can get any, you can get away from poverty if you have education, and my mom always told me, you can do what the fuck, like you can do what the fuck you want, like it doesn't matter what's on the exterior, it only matters what's in between your two ears. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, like that might be maybe maybe just himself the reason of why you know victimhood might be easier maybe because we're not taught the same lessons as it were you know back in the day i mean and even to come back to a lot of systematic you know racism in both in both here in north america i mean yeah i yes i i think there is an aspects but as a, as a holistic view i don't think we need to destroy the entire thing and, re- and rebuild it i think we can evolve from what we have before but at the same time and i think the issue is just lack of opportunity not necessarily lack of outcome I think that I think that's what we're really missing is like if everyone can have the same starting point, but have different outcomes based on the level of work that they can do. I think that I think that's what we should be aiming for, and I think that's the issue. So you're is, talking about like uh, equities, like everyone gets the same start, like everyone starts from the same point in the starting. Like, yeah, yes, yeah, equity in terms of starting position, but not but not equity when it comes to outcome. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, everyone can start at this like like that's it's like that whole uh, race analogy, right? Like. Yeah. You can put the start line. Everyone should start at the same start line, and then from there, it's 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 on you. Like that's then you can take full responsibility. You know, there's no. I think that's what we need to work as as a like as a system, like where everyone has equal opportunity. But I just I don't know. I don't know. If that's, that's the thing we don't know. And yeah. the fact that like I see on my Instagram stories where someone could just say, "Here's the answers to every single thing," in just in one sentence. It's 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 new. It's a very nuanced problem. Like I've been. I'm a big believer in reading books, man. Like we're gonna, we can talk about this shit. Like um, I've recently gone to political books, right? So I'm reading Ben Shapiro's uh, Bullies, followed by Trevor Noah's book, followed by Andrew Yang's book, followed by Stephen Harper's book, followed by John Bolton's book, uh, which is the newest one. We we basically exposes Trump's everything. Yeah. So I, I like the way you do that. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, I like the ahead. way that you go from like you get different perspective, you know, just all about one. You know, you bounce from different views on politics. I think that's I think that's one big thing that's happening right now is. It's a group dynamic, right? At the end of the day, divide and conquer is the, just the oldest thing people use. And it's just when you create two groups, like you get like whatever, Democrats, Republicans, you get vegans, meat eaters, you get whatever you get. Yeah. Once you create group dynamic and you throw in propaganda, you you move away from the actual issue and you just dislike the other people. That's so the for thing. Example, yeah, exactly. And I'm just like, that's when you make moral issues political, <laughs> and that's what it's happening, right? Like, yeah. like morally, no one should die the way people are dying in the states. Like, you, you, you don't deserve to feel like that. For you know, like I don't think you do. And but now it's becoming like it's becoming political to the fact where if someone says Black Lives Matter, someone says All Lives Matter. Now you have two political conflicts, but you're missing the whole point, which is a moral conflict, right? Yeah. So, I think people are getting so much into their ego and getting so much into their group dynamic 
and they're so like just stuck in there that they can't see the bigger issue. And I think that's how that's a controlling mechanism, right? That's how society's controlled by creating divide. And it's just like if everyone just felt like you know, you know what? I don't like what's happening. I don't care what I believe in. This is wrong. Let's fix it. And then you go back to hating each other. It's like you fix the issue, and then you can go hate each other again. I think it's just human nature. I think we're just. I think we're just shit. <laughs> yeah, I I agree with you. I I don't think humans are good for the for a lot of things and. I think kids are the only redeeming factor. Like the like the child, like the concept of an innocent child who's just like pure, you know, like doesn't see things the way we see things. I think that's humanity's redeeming uh, feature. And I don't I don't really believe in humanity all that much, to be honest with you. So can you imagine, man? At one point, the most hateful person was a baby, just a normal fucking baby, like a. I don't know if it's going to be a pure baby, but it is a pure baby. What the fuck am I saying? It's a pure <laughs> fucking baby. Yet over time, this person was just fed shitty nutrients, shitty seeds, these shitty situations that just molded this person to something else. It, it, it's crazy. because I think the young, I think we're just being indoctrinated at a younger, significantly younger age. Like the, the amount of information you are exposed to at a very young age is insane. It's insane. You can pick up a fuck a, a three year old can pick up a, an iPad and watch some 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 shit already. Yeah. Right. It's, it's 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 crazy. Like the amount of information, the amount of indoctrination that comes with a young kid mm-hmm. being exposed to information. And the worst part is, it might only be one side of the coin. Absolutely. And I think this is what's happening is that if you're exposed to one side of the issue, which is say like a left like left wing issue, right wing issue, yeah. whatever it is, that's all you're ever going to talk about. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. Like, it goes back like now, when our beliefs are questioned and something that we identify with, like you know, if I identify with with being in like a, a Hindu or being an Indian, and someone comes up to me and says, you know, your religion is shit. Like all your gods have eight arms. Like what do they do with eight arms and shit like that? Yeah. I'll be like, like fuck you. Like, I'm not gonna listen to you. Like I believe in this stuff. Like what's your issue? But. I think it's people need to understand how to convince someone. Some people will not be convinced ever. Like that's just yeah. a fact. Like, yeah. But but then you get people who who can be changed, who want to learn. Even if they don't want to learn, they're open minded. I think the way you talk to those people is important. But if you come with them with all the energy of like you know, like how are you that stupid to believe that? It's like you you only know what you know. Like what what are you gonna do about it? It's just like. It's the allegory of the cave. It's just like that thing. It's like, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, and exactly. It comes to having a conversation and questioning things because what happens here is that your beliefs become your identity. And just because you disagree with something on a certain thing means that you are against them in this aspect. For example, let's say that you are against, let's say you offer solution to global warming, which doesn't align to their views. They can say, do you not care about global warming? Do you not care about this? And it's almost like a bully tactic for them to say, if you don't agree with me, you are a this, right? And that's and it's like, wow, fuck, that's it, we're done. Yep. And that's the thing going on with like cancel culture and fuck, you know, culture. let's talk about that shit. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Man, some things are good. Like some things people on the internet will find some shit that's fucked up. You're like, you know, this needs justice. But then some shit is just like no, like, you know, some people just have an opinion that's different from yours and you can't cancel them. Like it, it's if you if you're in a dictatorship, like okay, like that's your prerogative. Like you're in a dictatorship, like you can do whatever the fuck you want. But if if you have free speech, like you have free speech, like don't unless it breaks the laws or it's some racist, like highly racist or sexist shit that's like like shot at someone to like hurt them or like something like that. That's different. But if someone just has a difference of opinion, 
I don't know, man. It's it's it's, it sucks. It, uh, Especially I mean, in today's climate, like oh my god, like cancel culture is big now. Yeah. Like anyone yeah. who's done blackface, eighteen years ago, twenty years ago, they're fucked. They're canceled. Yep. Like, yep. dude, you've heard of Jimmy? You, you know Jimmy Kimmel, right? The late night talk. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. So he did a skit of blackface eighteen years ago. How the f- who the fuck goes back eighteen years and figures out that this guy did a skit of Karl Malone like eighteen years ago? Yeah, it's just like, that's what I've been thinking. I was like, on the fence, I was like, I don't know if this is justified or not, right? I don't know. Like, I can agree with you that it, it's fucked up in that sense. Like, I don't doubt that. But it's also the times. So at that time, it might have been like nothing and people laughed at it. Yeah. But 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 times change things. So I'm not defending his actions, but I'm also saying that, you know, he, you don't know. Even if you go back to the 90s movies like Animal House or shit like that, and you watch those movies, there's like, there's, there's rape scenes in there, there's Confederate flags in there, and there's shit in there, and those movies are like, those movies are washed, right? But now you see it in this timeline, like, no, that shit was fucked up like then. But, but you can't go back and change it. You can learn from it, unless you've made a huge mistake, there's no coming back from, but you can learn from shit back then, but just like ruining someone's life because of shit that they did way back then, like, that's tough, man. I know, man. It's crazy because you brought some really good points. It was number one, the context of the time that it was it was done at. Obviously, yeah. like back then, it was more, it's much more acceptable. Was, and based on the context of it, it was a funny skit. Yeah. Yeah, but like nowadays, like, <laughs> like you're gonna ruin someone's reputation by going back twenty years, and this person could be a, a totally different person from what they were years ago. Yeah. It's yeah. like who the fuck has the time <laughs> to to do that shit to like go back and say, hey, look, this is this is what you did. I'm gonna force you to apologize, but not accept the apology that uh, that, that 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 you're gonna give. It's just like people are just like people are fucked, man. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I don't know. Like that's where I'm kind of confused right now. Like to I have to think a lot about what's right and wrong and what's justified nowadays because I can get where people are upset that it's like, like it all ties into the to the energy that's going on you know right now. So it's just like you know shit's been happening and. People are so angry they want to jump on stuff, but I don't think that's productive. And I don't, yeah. I don't take away from the shit that that is fucked up, but that's not productive right now. Like, if he's fucked up, if Jimmy Kimmel's fucked up, right? Mm-hmm. This dude has a huge fucking platform. So you can make him apologize and you can make him jump on your cause. And now you have this dude who has a fucking platform. Use that. You know, like, if you win, want to win, if you want to win for your cause and for like, you know, it definitely is a war in a way, right? If you want to win, don't let it come from an emotional place. Let it come from a logical and tactical place where, you know, you can use different things to help win. If you just want to go around beating your chest and canceling people, that that might feel good at the time, right? It's all about delayed gratification sometimes. So, you know, you can be in your head like, you know, I, I don't like this person, but I can use him as a pawn right now, so let's use him. And it's just like, that's where my mind is. Like, if you want to win, do shit to help you win. Don't do stuff to help you feel good right now. Yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty crazy time we live in, man. Honestly, it's a cancel <laughs> culture. I mean, I'm pretty sure, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure this is already civil war down in the states, man. I, I'm like, it's a, it's, it starts an ideological war right now. I'm, I, I can, I, I'm gonna say it, and I feel, and I feel like we're obviously in a, in a cultural evolution. We're honestly, man, like from what, from what I can observe, man, and from talking to people, most people want to be left the fuck alone. Most people just want to get their pizza and just fuck, you know, watch a movie and just chill the fuck out. 
it's, you get different you get different energies right you get some people who are like all about it some people are just like some people are guilted into things yeah they're like you know if they, they feel pressured to join in but in my mind the way I see someone joining my cause would be I don't want to guilt someone into doing stuff for me because I, I get that emotion I get where your arguments coming from you know but it's like if you guilt someone into doing something for you or you guilt someone into your cause yeah how long will it last for you know they'll, they'll do a couple of things but then you know I'm gonna go back and I did my part I feel fine now but if you want someone to believe encourage them don't guilt them and I feel like guilt is just a, not a good place to start relationships from. I think it, it's more from like encouraging and inviting and being accepting compared to being like, if you know, you know, do this or this or like throwing ultimatums out there and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see from afar because I grew up in dictatorship. So I'm like, for me, this is like mind blowing that people have rights and stuff and, you know, you, you yeah. can speak and you have rights. So. That just watching that like blows my mind. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, man, it's 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 just it's a crazy time. It's a it's a crazy fucking shit show, man. And like you said, you, you know, you brought this really good point about guilting people to joining your cause. And you know, you can kind of see this on social media. Like, if you don't do this, you're an ism, which yeah. is a bully tactic in itself. Yeah. Like, just because I don't do something on social media doesn't make me an ism of any type. Yeah. It really doesn't. And now you're seeing you've heard something called the white liberal guilt. I have not. It's basically people apologizing for being white and being ra- and basically saying I'm sorry because of the color of my skin that my ancestors were racist, which in itself doesn't actually make sense because you shouldn't be apologizing for something you've never done. So it's like you're inheriting the sins of your ancestors and apologizing, and the apology isn't obviously genuine because you haven't done anything. So I think this is where we're getting at, where like I said, you come down to guilting something. When in fact you're going to take responsibility for something you've never even done, and that's and that's just a whole kind of worms, right, about what's going on. Yeah, it's just, like, that part I'm just like, it's I can if someone feels guilty and do that's a different thing. If someone wants to do that one prerogative, they'd be like you know. But I think this like apologizing is tough because like like you said, you haven't done anything. Yeah. But you can come from a spot of like you know I don't understand what you've been through, but I want to have your back because I love you like this. Mm-hmm. I think that's a better energy to come with but when you're apologizing for something you can apologize like you know like i know my ancestry is fucked up and i will not be that person you can say that but it's like if you've been a good person your whole life right like if you've like been like a objectively good person and now you feel like you have to apologize which side are they going to be on you know yeah. they're not going to be like you know like oh like i feel bad when it's like no like, fuck you know like I've, I've been a good person like why yeah, why do you have to apologize? Yeah, but I, I get it's just the energy, right? It's just the energy people want. It's just what do you want? Do you want people to be with your cause for the right reasons, or do you want someone to be with you till they're not with you, till it's convenient to leave? And for me, I'd I'd never want to look behind my back and see numbers dropping. I want to see that shit growing. But and this is what you're seeing right now, man. Is just people didn't sign up for this. It's like holy shit, like they didn't sign up for this. Like it comes out to the fact that, you know, they're guilted into doing something and now they're yeah. falling off. Yeah. It's like some people definitely do it for the right reasons. And you know, some people are like, you know, they're about it. And I respect that. Like, I respect you stand for what you believe in. I think it's morally right to ask for justice and to ask for equality. I think that's morally correct to do. 
but I think a lot of the energy it's coming with uh, could be done better shortly. That's my big thing. I think I don't want it to be a thing where you lose people eventually because it didn't start with the right intentions. It's there's so much controversy. That's what I'm saying. Like you're making a moral issue political, but that's how the media is doing that shit. It's like if you look at it morally, like straight up morally, right? Like that, like Elijah, the the guy who yeah, yeah that kid, bro. Like fuck, I know, man. That's objectively a good person. Like you don't get better than that. You don't get anyone who's better than a kid. And it's He's like, a great fucking guy. Yeah. I, I can say, like, with all my pride, like, that dude is a better dude than I am. And, He's a better dude than all of us. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, no, you don't. You do not kill someone like that. You don't kill him the way you did. You don't kill him the way you did. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a moral issue. But now that shit's political. So now we get some people saying, oh, yeah, he looks suspicious. We get some people saying he's just a kid. But, again, that's political, right? Like, if you look at it morally, the dude did not deserve to die. He deserved to go home safely to his family. <sighs> that's so funny. So fun. I know, man. That's it's, it's a lot of work to be done, man. Yeah. Well, so. I'm a big believer that I'm like, you, like, I, th- I think I think the solution is somewhere as a compromise, right? I, I, I don't think it's anything too extreme. I don't. I don't think it's anything extreme. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like, I don't get you. Like, okay, for sure. Like, uh, so some say to just to just abolish the entire police force. Mm-hmm. I'm, but the, the other and the other side is saying, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. Let's keep it as it is. But obviously, when I'm, like the logical thing is, there is work that needs to be done, which is why these things happen. But to completely abolish something is also pretty pretty far fetched because how many people are getting away with crimes anyways? If you look at the state of Chicago, man, like on Father's Day weekend, they had they had, had a, they had 104 shootings with 14 fatal, fatally shot. Yeah. So yeah, so there has to be like a middle ground where things can find a solution but it's also hard to do because it takes a lot of work and it, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't take a lot of emotion it takes a lot of logical thinking looking at the numbers looking going through a, f- a fine microscope and a fine tooth of where things need to be fixed in the police department for example if some some fuck has the merits for attitude you get the you fucking kick him off the force man mm-hmm. you know get yeah so just going through the fine tooth and just finding that solution to really, to really fix it, but it, it isn't just any. It isn't any radical solution to do nothing or to destroy everything, right? That's that's kind of where I'm getting at. Yeah, no, I get yeah. you. I agree with that. I think there's definitely like a middle ground where, like, you know, you need some police force, but you don't need such big funding. You need more social workers to deal with other issues. You need some people to deal with other issues. Like, you don't. Police is so diversified with what they'll see, but they're so specialized in how they're trained to react, and it's just like that does not make logical sense. Yeah. If you train someone to shoot first or to choke someone first, that's what the fuck they're going to do. Mm-hmm. And, like, that shit is retarded. I'm not saying I'm not justifying their actions to the training because their actions are fucking stupid. But it's like, don't, they, they're not trained well. And that's just, but you can make them train, you can train them for a certain thing and get people to deal with other things. They don't have to be the whole entire force. You can break it up into different divisions where some people are trained just to deal with mental health issues. Some people are literally just standing at traffic lights with no weapons and being like, okay, this dude ran a red light, I'll write him a ticket, and that's it. And you know, shit like that. So I'm not like, abolishing the police force, I think is extreme. You need something in that aspect of, like, you know, going where shit's like about to go down. You need some force in that capacity. Mm-hmm. But they don't have to be called police. They don't have to stand for those things. You're just people who are trained for that situation. 
they, they basically say that we need a middle ground. Obviously, deal the militarize certain aspects. For example, if you're just giving us traffic tickets, that you don't need. You don't need a fucking gun. You just need a baton. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you don't, you don't need dudes that fucking. Traffic it's like crazy, man. Because I actually say more than that. I actually would agree with that sentiment. Because we're mostly, most of the time, most of us are on board with that idea. It's not too extreme. Yeah. It yeah. would mostly fix the issue or solve the issue. Yeah. But I think the issue comes to just extremes, at least on on the one on both sides, mm-hmm. which is why nothing can get done. <laughs> yeah, I get you. I get what you're saying. It's like a tug of war, and no one's letting up. It's just you want you want what you want, right? Exactly. And, and I think the the more people who keep dying, it it's it's not gonna stop because now you're giving them more of a reason, and which is completely fair. Like you don't you don't kill people for no reason. I think that's that's what it is, but. Fuck, man. Wow. We're supposed to talk about football. <laughs> yeah. We went on a bit of potential. That's cool, man. It's cool. cool, man. Yeah. I mean, to now to just kind of swing into football, man, because like a lot of a lot of the players that you, uh, you played with come from the States, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it's been – honestly, I haven't – it's been like distant because everything shut down since COVID, so we haven't – you know, usually it's a different dynamic. We haven't been talking – on text and stuff too much. We have group chats and group calls, but everyone's pretty like, you know, most people believe that there needs to stop people to stop being killed uh, from the States. And even people who I know who are like far right, like um, this dude, it's actually pretty cool to see. He grew up in a smaller town and he was like pretty like extreme right wing. Yeah. And he came, he came, played with us, like he came, played for a year. And just being around such a diverse group, you just see the dude grow and he's so much more accepting and just open. And the other day he posted something about anti-racism and I was like, that's, that's awesome. You know, like this dude is just fucking good for him. He's, yeah. It's just like people grow and it's just amazing to see. Like that's one thing I love about football is that when you, every year you're the older dude, right? Every year you're there, you're another older dude. Mm-hmm. You keep getting older and kids keep coming in and they're younger. It's like having a bunch of younger brothers. You're just like, you know, it's cool because you, 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 you've gone through shit they've gone through. Yeah. And, and you've grown and you, you, you're still there. So that means you made it. You made it through that situation, right? And it's cool to help them through it. And some of the dudes are just smart kids. And I, I say kids, but it's like they're 19-year-old, like, young men. But it, it's just it's amazing to see, like, just these people come in and grow every year. And every year I can, like, I can guarantee each person – who's come in the year before has grown and they've become a better person. They've become more confident, more accepting. And it's just, it's just a nice environment to be in. You know, funny, man, like a lot of, a lot of people, like people would think that, you know, fo- football players are dumb jocks, man. But that's stere- <laughs> the stereotype, right? Where, where like, if you were to play like football and in, in university, it's like, Oh, this guy didn't really get it because he's smart. He got it because he has a football scholarship. Yeah, that's there. I, I can only speak from my experience at SFU because I never played football before that, right? Like, I walked onto a team, never having played before. Wait, 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 what the fuck, really? Yeah, yeah, I never played football fuck before. Out, fuck, fuck out of here. Yeah, Shut the yeah. fuck up, really? So, I. No, 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 you're fucking lying. No, I swear to God. I, I, uh, um, I came here to go to the International College FIC because I'm from the, like, I grew up in Dubai. Um, and that's why they No, you'd be surprised. I, I'll tell you more about the place, but not right now. Like my family's still out there, so when they move out, I'll tell you more about the bar one day. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what's up with the place. But um, yeah, 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 for sure. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I went to the international college, and uh, you know, I just said, you know, I'm gonna try it. So I played rugby and basketball before. So I said, I'm gonna try it out. We'll see what happens. So I trained, uh, and then I went to the coach's office and said, uh, I want to, you know, I want to try out for this thing. And he said, Cool. I said, Cool. And I showed up, <laughs> and it took me uh, 45 minutes to figure out how to put my pads on the first day. And yeah, the rest is history. It's been four years, so it's been uh, it's been a ride. <laughs> four years, man. But yeah, I mean, I guess back to the question. Yeah, the stereotype that you know a lot of people think you know like football players are are, are just fucking dumbass jocks. Yeah, it's um. So SFU is a hard school academically, right? So yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so you're yeah. not gonna you're not gonna come in here and not be, like you can't stay. And the thing is, you'll get kids who fail out. Mm-hmm who never had a lack of intelligence, they're all intelligent dudes in their own way. But I think the university system is catered to a certain way of learning. Yeah. And a certain way where it doesn't cater to everyone's learning styles and everyone's differences. So I've seen fucking unbelievably intelligent kids come Mm -hmm. here and, you know, you talk to them and you're like, you know, like, damn, like, you know, you're blown away. And then they have to leave because they didn't make it in their grades. And you're like, that sucks because you know they're smart enough to do it and it's just the system is committed to them. But the whole dumb job thing, like, like, it's not true. I don't see it true at all. Like, It's just that energy, right? Like, if you think about football, if you played football, I don't think you've had, like, this whole nice childhood where you're like, oh, like, you know, like, I'm always getting hugs and kisses and shit. Like, there's something wrong with you to an extent where you're like, you know, I'm going to go put a helmet on and like try and run through someone's face. So, yeah. so you get a bunch of those with high energy, high testosterone, high ego, and you put them all in a room and on a field. And you know, like that's, it's shit's about to pop off. Like it's just what it is. And people don't take the time to get to know people. It's a stereotype. So I've had conversations in that locker room with dudes about alternate dimensions, you know, relationships, um, building businesses, starting a bar, their view on spirituality. And you get these conversations that people will never know of because they don't understand. They don't, they think locker room talk is just about girls. I'm not denying that some stuff, you know, it's just sometimes you do that, that stuff is talked about. Absolutely. And, um, I, 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 I don't know about other locker rooms, but it, it and I, I don't think, Girls don't talk about guys. I think girls talk about guys too. So I think it's just a normal thing that happens. Um, but yeah, it's just this conversation. And it's just, I feel like people are taken so out of context where they just see this group of people and they just label them just because that's what they know. But you get these dudes who are intelligent, self-aware, emotionally intelligent dudes and no one wants to take the time of day. And I'm not saying that's not, it's not just the people's fault. Some of the dudes have this attitude about them where they see people as like, oh, you don't play sports or you're like, you're below me. But those are the younger dudes and they grow out of it. Like I've seen them grow out of it, right? So again, I think it's just a stereotype where people don't choose to see away from it. And I think one thing that contribute like contributes to that is that the schedule when you're in season is so fucking ridiculous. Oh like, yeah? You're running like, bro, you, you get up, like you have to work out, you have practice, you have classes, you have study hall, you have meetings. And that's like, and then your day's done. And then, you know, you get up, you do, you do that shit all over again. And that's not taking into account 
the film you watch by yourself, the game film you watch, oh, taking film. care of your body. Dude, yeah, you watch game film like Fucking you break film. down everyone's stats. Like film rooms are like that. That stuff is brutal, right? Like imagine. Okay, we're such For those who don't know what film is, like go like you would. Would you want to elaborate oh, yeah. what that is? Yeah. Yeah, my bad. So film, so it's game film and practice film, right? So you watch the other team's film when you're preparing that week for that game. So you watch games they've played before and say I play linebacker. So it's a defensive position. So you 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 watch like what their O line does, what their quarterback does, what their running back does. So it comes down to the point where at this level you watch everyone's first step. Like like okay, this, this is how he takes his first step on this play. If it's a run play, his three fingers are down to the four fingers. You can see his knuckles go slightly <laughs> to the right, and it's just like, like that's the level of, you know, just like that's what you're expected to see at that level. So that's game film and practice film is like you. So you have practice, then you watch the film. So if I do something stupid or if I get my ass kicked, it's on film. So everything that happens every day, you see that. So imagine like, and that's yeah. what it starts. It's like, and the fun that happens with film is. Every time you get pancake, pancake is when someone drives you to the ground. Yeah. Someone like 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 fucks you up. For some reason, those plays always come on film when you've done something good, the coach just skips over to like, oh fucks, after watching this shit, but I was like, oh fuck. That must that must destroy your fucking ego, huh? That that must make you feel so shit, eh? See, that's what I'm saying. Like that's the kind of skin you're expected to have, and that's where we talked about earlier, like Stockholm syndrome and like it becomes emotionally abusive to some extent. You get coaches who are so emotionally abusive to players that they'll destroy their confidence. And I've seen this firsthand. What do you mean by that, though? So you'll get people who are like, so you watch film, right? Yeah. A coach's job is to educate and build on, right? So, mm-hmm. so let's say like in a in a in a context like not overcomplicating, it is to teach your players, build their confidence, and better them, like give them. The, like empower them basically right so you, yeah. then you get some coaches who have these big egos right and they it's all about their own image like what I think about you you know so they'll they'll want something and so be like you know you could have done this but I'll be like why do you suck so much like why, why are you so weak why yeah. and, like, and that, that's what you think right so that's what you perpetuate in your mind and imagine that every time in the season every day in the season for four to five years and what that does to your confidence, right? So, what does it do to your confidence, though? Like, like, have you seen people just evolve from year zero to like year five and just become a totally different person based on? Yeah, so I've seen it go like a lot of ways, right? So, um, I I give you better con- uh, context on this. So, football coaches that I've seen, there are a couple different types, right? So you'll get these high ego coaches who are emotionally abusive, you know. They, they'll talk about like, oh, I'm going to make you a better man. I'm going to make you this. I'm going to make you that. But realistically, they're so ego driven that they're mostly abusive. They don't know how to coach. They'll just talk shit to you. They're not really building you up, but they might do one good thing for you in a while. And you're like, oh, this guy's not a bad guy because you're so fucked up in there. And that's where Stockholm syndrome comes from. Really? Yeah. And then oh, you'll, you'll get these coaches who are like hype coaches, right? So you'll get this highly recruited player or this player who's doing well. And you'll be like, they'll go and just like bandwagon that dude. They'll be like cheerleaders for that dude. Like give him um, like a lot of chances. And when players who want to work hard but don't have that talent go up to them, they'll just ignore them. And then you get some coaches who are actually good people who are emotionally intelligent, who are self-aware, who are actually going to develop you. But they're like, 
there are not very many of them. They're too far and few but in between, eh? Yeah, my best experience with a coach has been my performance coach, and um, they've been amazing. Like, um, just changed my life. Like, just confidence wise, just how they talk to you, it's yeah. been different, right? But yeah, like football coaches, they talk a lot about I'm going to make you a better man and all that stuff, but it might take, they're not players and coaches are always hold to two different standards. Okay. Players are checked mm-hmm. and they're held accountable. Coaches are never held accountable. Never, huh? Like, yeah, barely ever unless they say like, oh, I messed up and that happens very rarely. So don't they have like a head coach or something that oversees that or is, or is the head coach basically the only coach you have? Because I thought there's like an assistant coach and a head coach or... So they're... Um, you have a head coach, a yeah. defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, special teams coordinator, O-line coach, linebacker coach, receiver coach, and you have a bunch of coaches, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you're like a huge team. Um, and yeah, so it's, I don't know what goes on behind the scenes. Like on top of that, I'm just talking from my experience from what mm-hmm. I've seen with coaches. But yeah, they're just it's like, I'll give you an example, right? So there was this coach that's happened last year. And he'd always be like, you know, strap your helmet on, look ready for the game. You know, don't don't feel sorry for yourself. Look this way, look that way. And we were losing the last game of the season, and this dude standing on the sideline eating fucking Skittles with his head down. I'm like, who's holding you accountable, man? Like, what the fuck is your deal? And the way some of the coaches talk to players, if anyone ever talked to you like that outside that context, you would want to headbutt them. I promise you. <laughs> and it's just... Yeah. I, I haven't had the best experience with football coaches. I've had some good ones who believed in me, mm-hmm. but a lot, like the majority, are like I don't like. I have a huge issue with football coaches, if you can already tell. So. Yeah, yeah, I can tell. Yeah, so, so that's so that's where I'm at with that. I forgot what the actual question was, but we did so went off. Ah, who cares about that? that. Yeah. yeah, but no, back to film and stuff. Like the lifestyle is just like that's a lifestyle, right? Like you're you're watching film, you're going to practice, like. You're gonna go to your classes. You still have to pass. You still have to study. So, I see that as doing a full time job on top of being in school full time. Yeah, that, that, that that's that's what I've been told a lot. Well, especially a lot of people who play in uh, Division One, D One, D One, baby. Yeah, D One, D One, baby. D One starter pack with the uh, Nike. Uh, Knee high socks. Yeah, just all the swag and stuff. <laughs> Shorts, man. That's nothing. You've never seen somebody do is look in a mirror before a game than you have before a football game. Everyone's checking their bicep bands and bicep. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone has their own swag, right? So I'm, I'm telling you, though, you the better you look when like you look good when you play, you just play better. Like, it's just what it is. You just have honestly, man. Yourself, so. I would fucking rock that shit every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like if if I ever played, if I was ever good enough to play any division, like say D two, even like even play D two, or yeah, I'd I'd be I'd fucking walk in with like the exact so I can. I want people to know that I'm fucking playing on on the team, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I get you. Yeah, but like it's just yeah, man, fuck it. But like, yeah, playing D because you're in the NCAA, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so you do you play a lot of D one teams or is it just we played one D one team last year. Which uh, team was that? Portland State. Oh fuck! They must. They yeah. must be fucking like. I I I can't actually travel to the state. Oh okay. I couldn't travel, so yeah, like it's just passport issues and shit. So immigrant ah, okay. issues. So I'm just in Canada, but yeah, um, yeah. I don't know what the competition was like, but yeah, apparently the game's a lot faster D one wise. But even us, like being Division two, we've sent a bunch of dudes to the CFL and. 
we've had NFL players come out like last year in Ryzen. He's an NFL draft. He got drafted by the. He picked up as a free agent by the New York Giants. Oh shit! No way. Yeah, yeah, and then you get a bunch of dudes, and you get like the Herdmans who've got like NFL trials, and you just get a beast. Like one of, like my roommate is Steph, um, and yeah, he's gonna get a CFL shot. People like just like, dudes like one of my dude for like good friends is from Nigeria, and he walked onto the team too, and he's you... a six. Yeah. <laughs> He's never played football either. He's a six-two, two-twenty receiver who runs like a four-four-four-five-forty. Fuck. And uh, yeah, you get Dude, these people. Stories of people walking on, man. Like it's like it ain't no big deal. It's, it's no, no. It's, it's it's so crazy because like I like all the guys who I know who have been to SFU. Uh, on a football scholarship, or who got on the team in terms of wrestling or football, they be they've been playing football for a long time, and I mean like yeah. five years prior, ten years prior, like they they've been doing this, if not most of their lives. So yeah. like to hear stories of people just walking on it, it blows my freaking mind. It makes me a bit jealous, but it blows my fucking mind. <laughs> it's I swear it's just like a mindset thing. Something it's just like the same way you started a podcast, right? Like mm. you didn't think like what would happen if it goes wrong and you're like what would happen if it goes right i just said fuck it (laughs) exactly right you say fuck it you're like you know yeah whatever like i think i can do this and if it happens it doesn't happen happen." and i think that's what the same mindset is and you just have to go in there and earn people's respect to some extent because no one gives a shit about you yeah like luckily for me like um the guys were amazing the seniors especially were amazing when i went in there and were very inviting and very respectful but that's also because i'm kind of like an idiot when i play like i'll run my head into anything and people like seeing that mm-hmm. so that like that's how respect like respect's big when you play right like you don't have to like the people but you have to respect them and i think that's a lot how you're on your respect in football is literally just being like you know just Reckless abandon sometimes and reckless abandon. Man, and man. just go like, dude. Yeah, you just have to go sometimes and just put your head down and see what happens. But like, that's the kind of mindset I came in with, and I just said, you know, fucking like, these guys shit like I do. These guys put their pants on like I do. Like, yeah, you know, I used to say I can't do that. But, yeah. And you got to do what you got to do, right? That's, yeah, but ah, it's just so crazy. Yeah, so now now some guys from D two are going to the CFL, man. But like. Do they make a lot? They don't make a lot in the CFL, do they? Right? They they kind of make like what fifty k or something? I think like the average, like an average salary. Yeah, I think that's the starting. But then you get dudes who sign contracts for three hundred G's and stuff. Like you get, you can make decent. Oh, money. so you can make decent. Yeah, it's no NFL money, uh, which is interesting because NFL and CFL started the same, like money wise. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what I heard. Uh, I have to fact check that. I got a bunch of talking in my ass, but that's what fifty k starting off. Then you can make the, you can make up to three hundred k in the CFL, but then you can also make like millions in the NFL, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it is interesting. You get uh, there's a guy called Adam Big Hill, and he's a linebacker for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, mm-hmm. and he got so he went and played with the Saints for a little bit, and he would have probably made like. 700 800k like playing in the nfl okay special teams dude so he wouldn't be the dude who's like on the posters and the face of the team but he would make more money okay but he moved back to canada to play for winnipeg to take like a half a pay cut Mm -hmm. just to be the dude who's like the starting guy the face of the team 
Okay. So it's like, you know, like, what do you want? Do you want to play in the NFL? Do you want to be, do you want to play, like, be the dude? Like, so it's a, it's a lot of options, right? So yeah, yeah. different leagues you can play in. But the thing with football is it burns a lot of people out. Like, it's just, imagine going through five years with coaches like that, and that's not taking into account your body getting beaten up and yeah. the injuries and the stress. And, like, I'm just more you want to learn the life. Like, you just, it's just what it is. But so you really have to like love aspects of it and really embrace it. That's the which, crazy part, man. And like it's like the C T like C T fucking E, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Like you talk about people being injured, but like I've heard story like I, I know this, like people play while they're injured, because there's only what, thirteen games in the season or some shit like uh, there's eleven. Ele- fucking eleven. So you got eleven games 11 to fucking 10, yeah. you got like eleven or ten games to prove yourself. Yeah. And Apparently, if you play in a game of football, like it's like going to multiple car crashes. <laughs> oh, dude! Uh, yeah, I that's know. it's uh, <laughs> CTE. I'm telling you, like it's it's a visibly like for me. Um, I just spoke from my experience during the season. My 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 mind is all over the fucking place. Like, I'll be happy as shit for a little bit, and then thirty minutes later, I'm fucking crying for no reason. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> And I'm just like, dude, like, this is not normal. Um, and I'm just, like, on edge all the time. Like, I'll come home, there's no rice, and I flip a fucking switch. And I was like, this is, yeah, this is just not, you know, this is not good. But I've had, like, my bell rung a couple of times, too, where you just, like, bell rung is, like, okay, it's not, it might be a concussion, I don't know. But, like, I've got hit, like, I've gone head on head, and shit's just gone black. Like, you just go, like, it's, like, you know those old school TVs yeah. when you turn off, they like go like that and they shut off. Oh fucking and I hell! I felt good with my eyes. I felt like like shoot, and then, <laughs> like restart everything. And I was like, okay. Um, but yeah, man, it's you're supposed to report it and it's smart too, but it's just that it's just that mindset that's perpetual in football. It's like the whole like mentally tough thing. Oh, okay. Which they don't. The coaches don't understand what mental toughness is, so they mistake it for like playing through. Pain, which is some aspect of football, you do have to play through pain because if you can go, you can go. It'll hurt, but you can go. But they mistake like mental toughness for like, you know, not wearing sleeves when it's like minus five outside just to look tough, or um, you know, it's like stupid. That's what I'm saying, bro. It's like, but mental toughness is not that, right? Mm-hmm. It's I don't know the exact definition. But my performance coach just sent it to me, but with mental toughness is just like overcoming obstacles with just being like fuck you know I have this like no matter how much shit hits me I'm gonna keep getting back up and doing it with like a abandon and just being like you know I got this shit but for them it's all about posturing it's just like who's the loudest dude who's screaming like all this shit so mental toughness is just not really understood um, in football culture but again it, it's it's what's perpetuated so if you got your bell rung if you heard some shit, you're not gonna be like, oh, like tap out, like I'm done. But no, like I'm gonna keep running this shit till the wheels fall off, and that's where shit happens, right? I've seen, I've seen like my first game uh, playing where I got a chance to play. I'm pretty sure I got a concussion the week, like that week. I'm pretty sure because my head was hurting the whole week. But I said, fuck it, like my first time to play, I'm gonna go play, and I was running down the field. Yeah. 
And you know those movies where shit's happening in slow motion? Like, in this, I'm like, whoa, this is, like, weird. Like, why is everyone moving so slow? Yeah. And it's just like, I'm like, yeah, this is probably what it is. And I'm just like, keep oh. But it, it, it's, yeah, it's just that abandon for your body and that whole mentality, like I said, that whole, like, alpha male mentality, which is misunderstood and turned into that, where I think it's, you're not really developing young men into the people you say you are. You're more just, like, putting all your insecurities on these kids and you might think it's the right way, but I can tell you it's the wrong way. Mm, damn. Um, I actually never knew about all the other stuff hidden behind football. Yeah, I'm yeah. telling you, like, it's just a relationship. And, yeah, some coaches are better than others, but it's just that relationship with coaches and players, I think, is just so fucking shit that you got a lot of kids who quit just because of their coaches and they're good, good players, good kids, and they just despise the coaching not worth it man yeah it's, like it's not worth it's, it yeah it's being abused every day like emotionally you're just like fuck it bro like i'm not i'm not gonna deal with this shit because and you've taken account like all these dudes who are dealing with all this stuff <sighs> they still have a family back home they still have to do all the same assignments everyone else is yeah they have to pass their fucking exam they might or might not have a girlfriend who they have to entertain who they might have issues with mm-hmm. so it, it's a lot to take in that four month period. So that's why a lot of guys will burn out because it is like you're running on like fumes for a while. Right? Like it's just, and you're, you're, you do all this. Like you think about, you do all that for the week to play one game a week. And that, that's, that's what you get. That's so fucked. Man. So, so, so. You play the one game a week. Then you, then you go to the, it's like, is it even worth it at that point, you know, to get CTE, to play while you're injured, to get this emotional abuse? Like, is, is it, is it even worth it at the end of, at the end of the day to kind of pursue it as a career? If this is going to be your life for the next, what, five, seven years? I don't know about a career because, um, or like say know. going through university where you just kind of saying, Hey, look, this is my football scholarship. Instead of just trying to find a way to pay it on your own. I don't know. You would actually make more money working than being on a scholarship for most students. But I think what keeps people around is the guys like, Oh, the boys, you know right? Is, yeah, dude, I'm talking to the boys. Like you, Boy. that's your that's your safe place, man. That's your support group. Like you go in there. I've seen dudes crying in their lockers. Like I've seen dudes, like you know, have hell fucking dudes because their parents are sick, the grandmother is sick, someone passed away. You know, you get dudes just fucking broken hearted during the season. They like, go dump them and shit. Right? So, yeah, I'm telling you, it's just the guys like being an SFU. Mm-hmm. Where you go through so much shit and you don't have funding, you don't have all the many other. Like we've had asbestos in the locker room, we've had pipe leaks yeah. and shit, right? Like asbestos falling from the fucking sky, and they <laughs> tell you to like, then they bring yeah, be mentally tough and shit. We, you know those those uh, forest fires that happened in 2018, yeah, where oh, the yeah. Air, air quality was so bad that like it only to stay indoors and shit. Yeah, we practice in that shit. Like we practice that. What shit the for, like, fuck is wrong with? What? So I'm saying like like and that's they're like, yeah, be mentally tough. It's just like bro, like no, this is this is stupid. But yeah, we've had asbestos falling from there, like a tarp over there. They're like, Yeah, just leave it, you'll be fine and then I'm sure in twenty years you get people dying from cancer in the locker room, bro. Yeah, and you know, like you talk like locker room talk is basically perpetuated as a place where you can just talk about pussy and ass. And yeah. it's kinda it's kinda gone that negativity where if you were to, you know, say, you know, like like Please talk about like how, how big a girl's ass is. It's it's like mm-hmm. oh that's locker room talk. 
Mm-hmm. But it seems like that's kind of morphed into its own definition. But then the way you're saying it, it's like that's not that's not just that's not just that. It's having you know like going there to talk about your feelings, going there to talk about you know life, and going there to unwind because that's a set a safe space for you and the boys to kind of just get the feelings out. Because guys have feelings, man. Like oh, absolutely. Dude. Yeah, I, I think that we forget. I think society forgets like you know guys cry, guys have feelings. You know we don't just talk about ass. We talk about you know, breaking up, we talk about academics, we talk about family, and I think that's a safe yeah. place where, you know, guys can go to t- just unwind. Yeah, that's one of my bigger issues, I guess, just, like, people forget that guys have fears, like, guys go through shit, guys yeah. cry, guys, like, have tough times, but there's no spot for them to talk to, because you see there's less of a man, you know, you see, like, if you cry and shit, you see less of a man, and if you complain about it, it's like, oh, I can't, we have a spot like that, it's just like, I know the whole world is responding like, no, that's not fair, dude. Like, you know, I can respect you, but you need to respect that dudes have shit too that I need to talk about. And we're in a society where I don't know if it's getting better or not because I couldn't tell you, but it is. Guys do have feelings and you're like, this is a spot where you can express that shit. And you see it this way, right? So every year, you get guys who come in when they're 18. Yeah. You get guys who are 23, 24, 25 are about to leave. Mm-hmm. And you can mentor a kid who's 18, right? You can listen to a kid who's 21. They can listen to you. And yeah. it's like locker room talk is like, I get what they think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can see that. And I, I don't deny that they, like dudes talk about girls. Like, absolutely. Oh, yeah. But like, girls talk about guys too. Like, let's like, yeah. not get that twisted. Mm-hmm. But... Also, Talk about how small this guy's dick is or something like that. Yeah, right? like, dude, yeah. like, you, there's judgment on both sides and, like, fucking playing, you know, taking the high roads, like, oh, we don't do that. It's like, no. <laughs> Stop lying to yourself, man. Yeah, you do that. And it's just like, no, so, like, that's what I'm saying. Locker room talk, you talk about everything at the end of the day. It, 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 it is a big thing, like, and that's where guys come in and you get guys who don't speak or guys who are super loud out there, super loud somewhere else, or like I need to feel like they're some type of way. And they'll be loud and locker and shit, but then you see them when they're down or when shit's going like shit's going on and mm-hmm. you see a different side to them, right? Yeah. And I had conversations with dudes who've made me lifelong friends. Because I know that they'll yeah. have your back when shit's down, you know? And it's anything like it's it can be money, it can be, you know, food. Mm-hmm. I've seen guys go to the dining hall and like this dude has no food money for the next like week. They go into the fucking Tupperware thing and they steal the guy a bunch of food from the dining hall. And it's like, you know, it's just a place where everyone has your back. And there's some clicks and shit for sure, which I don't like. And there's a lot of posturing that way as well. But at the end of the day, for the most part, those are good dudes and they'll have your back. And you can talk about anything you want and they'll, they'll listen for the most part. Damn. Like, okay, like, would you ever let your kids, like, if you ever had kids, hypothetically, would you ever let them play football, man? I don't know. I would not let them play for most of the coaches up the number, for damn sure. Yeah. Um, some coaches, maybe, but football as a sport, not till they're 16, probably. I don't know. No, not the, so so you won't let them play when they're young, right? You probably like let them play when they're. That's so that's crazy, man. Like 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 imagine when you're five years old, man, fucking playing pee wee football and just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like no. It's just one of those things where it's yeah. like, I think sports can be amazing. Like mm-hmm. my favorite memories are playing high school sports because it's just, I think those are the best time for kids to like you just oh, develop yeah, in yeah. your body. Yeah, and it's just like you're with your friends. Like there's no pressure. Like you just have fun. Mm-hmm. 
um, there might be pressure, but I don't know. Like my experiences, like I've had fun with it. I've felt pressure, but I don't know, man. It's just football is one of those things where it's like it can be done. Like, it teaches you a lot, um, and you make great relationships. But a lot of things you have to deal with, and a lot of things you have to overcome. Um, so it would it would be their choice if they said I want to do this. I'll be yes. Yeah. Um, but and I, I would like them to be in sports, you know, like like them to do stuff. But again, like I think one thing a lot of people forget when you play sports is your kids are individuals. So if they come out and they want to go play the trumpet, or they just want to go watch TV all day or they want to play video games, that's that's their prerogative. Like you can't tell them what to do. Like they like what they like, right? So you can suggest so you can only suggest man. Like if like for example, like if my kid wants to fucking play football when he's thirteen, man, in high school, I'm like, fuck man, I, I wouldn't want you to, man, but like you're gonna do it. Yeah, go for Anyways, man, just, the right shit. <laughs> yeah, might as well go for it, man. Fuck, just don't get any CTE issues, man. Yeah. You can only background like with sports, like do you, like how do you feel about sports and that yeah. culture? Yeah, dude. I mean, honestly, you know, see, the only time that I have an issue is it is when coaching gets involved and when it doesn't become fun anymore. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you when you replace the fun with drills and more drills and just berate your players like that, then 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 that that's when my that's when the issue with sports comes in. But as as a unity and like as as a community, I think that's I think it's an excellent way to meet friends. Like, uh, I, I before my boxing gym kind of shut down, I used to be part of the boxing gym, and from then you've from what I've noticed, a lot of commercial gyms that a lot of people put their headphones on to kind of just ignore everything. But in the boxing gym, like it's it's very different because people talk to each other. They know you by your first name, and you kind of just go in and spar. So in that regard, that's just that's a fun thing because it builds a community, like you said before, in terms of the locker room. What I don't like is just the fact that when coaching gets involved and when you get become super serious something, and when you take away the fun and the that is added on to the sport, and you you make it like a drill. A drill, a drill, a drill, and 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 then that I think, like I said, that's when most people fall off the wagon. It's because it's not fun anymore. You yeah. you're making it into you make it into something that that's totally different. See, that's where it's interesting with like college sports. And all it becomes is like there's no more fun at practice, right? Unless you're doing like um, game style situations, it's yeah. all drills. So then, so it's like it's doing the same thing over and over and over mm-hmm. again till you know until you like it or not, and it's just. Finding fun and say motivate is is different in that situation because fun becomes I don't know it's just sometimes it takes the fun away from it I don't like I don't disagree with that and it's just but what does make it fun is like you know I just feel it's a drill I'm drinking water and some dude comes behind me and like slaps my ass and says some dumb shit and I'm just like you know <laughs> so. It's just that. It's just like, you know. The towel, like, you roll up the towel and you just fucking move yeah, It's nothing <laughs> stupid. It's just, Boom. at the end of the day, like, it's it's business, but it's also, it's you can make it fun. And I think that's where our coaches need to see, right? Like, it's about fun. Like, unless your players are having fun, they don't feel respected. They don't feel like they can, they have, they don't feel like power. Like, a lot of things with coaching is, yeah. It's based on, uh, so you know, positive reinforcement, negative reinforcement. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so like positive reinforcement. So, say if I um, tie my shoelaces right, my mom gives me a cookie. And mm-hmm. if I don't tie my shoelaces right, my mom kicks my ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's just what it is. <laughs> um, okay, go ahead. 
Um, That's funny, in, man. In football, you'll get some coaches who use positive, but a lot of coaches use negative. So it's like, if you make a mistake, they'll pull you out of the game. Yeah. Or they'll shit on you. And just like, what do you think that's going to do? That guy has confidence. You think he's going to go full speed next rep? Or is he going to be like, oh, fuck what I do now? Like, he's going to second guess himself, right? Yeah. So it becomes like this cycle of you put all the stress in the world on these kids. Mm-hmm. And then you put them in this hyper competitive environment oh. where you get a bunch of alpha males with big egos. Like at university, yeah. in high school, each team will have some dudes who are like good players, right? Mm-hmm. University, every player is that dude who was a good player. <laughs> yeah. And everyone who's made it to that level, they like hitting, they like talking shit. They, they like making plays like that. Then they like that's what they like doing. So now you're in a hyper competitive environment, right? Yeah. There's pressure. There's judgment. There's competition. Like you forget for each position, like to to be on the field, mm-hmm. you have to beat out five other guys fighting for the same position you are. Yeah. And that's just for so you, that's how you play. You have to beat out other people. So that's highly competitive. So tempers flare, right? So it, it's just, it becomes a cycle of just like a lot of shit happens. And I find football seasons, they teach you a lot about yourself, but they're emotionally draining, right? And it's just, you, that's why people develop so, that's why you see people grow up so quick, but they'll come in young, cocky, and they'll get like humble really fast. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, you're in that environment, like you talk Ooh. shit. Alpha so males, man. Yes. And it's, I don't like using that term alpha male or whatever, but it's just, that's what the fuck it is. Like you go, you put helmets and pads on and you're going to run, run, like run through someone's face. Like that's your problem. That's what you want to do. If you're in the box, like in the box is if you play with linebacker, the end, O-line or whatever. See, that's, that's the thing, man. Like you took, oh, sorry, sorry, carry on. No, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to talk about the other position, but it's not. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. So in terms of like alpha, like alpha males, though, because like, like when you walk into like a like a like a classroom, like a regular thing, like do you see like you see a bunch of beta bitches, like a bunch of beta? No, no, I never see anyone like that. Like I've I oh, see those see, girls being I would around. So fuck. I would so see people. I'm like, yo, buddy, you <laughs> fucking lift. No. <laughs> like, never... What the fuck are you doing, man? <laughs> no, that's one reason I've never I never see someone like that, or I'll never judge someone like that. It's like I bullied a bunch when I was in school, so. Like, I was that dude getting picked on a bunch, oh, you know? yeah. So I'm like, I would never do that to someone else because I know what that feels like. Like, I've got, like, um, when I was in, like, middle school or some shit, I would get Tic Tac for the kids. Like, Tic Tac boxes with all, like, the mints and shit. Oh, yeah, Tic Tac. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I would get those for the kids who would bully me if they don't bully me. And if I oh. forgot that, they would bully me. So uh, <laughs> I remember I forgot a pack one day for this one dude. And I still remember his name to this day. It's yeah. Ron. And he picked me up by the neck and put me against the whiteboard and just like held me there. And it's just like you you know what that feels like. So that's mm-hmm. why I don't believe in like the whole alpha and beta and all that shit. Because what makes an alpha male to me is someone who can take care of the people he cares about, you know, who stands for the right things, who takes care of his family, like who does all the right things. Doesn't matter how you look, doesn't matter how you speak, doesn't matter how you think. If you do all those right things, but nowadays alpha male is like this is the biggest dude in the room. And she's like, no, you forget. Like you've done boxing, right? Like you know, yeah. anyone can get knocked out. Oh, 100% dude. And, yeah. And, and playing football, you that you you think you're the biggest, baddest dude, but there's always someone bigger and better than you, and anyone can knock anyone out. Dude, that's, that's the thing, true. man. 
and you brought up a good point, man. Because like, dude, there was this like uh, when I was doing MMA at the time, man. Like, there was this small Korean guy, man. He's he's like the nicest guy I've ever talked to him in my entire life. He's like, yo, how's it going, man? Like, you want to go spar? I'm like, sure, why not? This guy just fucking kicked my ass. <laughs> I was in the corner, man. He was just fucking jabbing me off the head. He was hitting me in the kidneys, man. He fucking punched me in the nose. I'm like, holy shit. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, but Boston, it, dude. Yeah. Like, no, like, it, was, it, was, it was kickboxing. So he fucking kicked the shit out of my legs. So he fucking kicked the shit out of my legs. I was in the corner just fuck trying to back away. And he just kept fucking hitting me, man. <laughs> oh, it, was, it, it, but it taught me a very good lesson, man, is that, like, you, you don't know what someone else has, man. Oh, absolutely. And you, you forget, like, yeah. sorry to cut you off. Yeah. No, 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 keep going, man. It's, that's what it is, right? When you do contact sports or, like, um, combat sports, or you've been in those situations, you realize, like, how real that is. And you usually get, I find the most, so I, I see this, so I see a pecking order of things, right? And yeah, a pecking order. Can, nice. Yeah, and like, <laughs> people create these orders, right? So yeah. you get insecure people. I find that's the, biggest recurring theme you get insecure people who will pick on other people with insecurities they're two different things yeah an insecure person needs to validate themselves by taking away from someone else mm-hmm. and someone with insecurities just has that they have an insecurity they don't need to validate themselves by picking other people yeah so you get these people who are like highly insecure so they want to pick on someone they want to target and it's like a lack of consistency, which I don't like. Mm. So they'll go, they'll talk to one dude who they think, oh, this dude is cool. Like, you know, this dude talks to girls. This dude has like, whatever he benches this much. But another dude who might be a way better person does all this shit, right? Yeah. But talk to him like shit just because he's saying anything back. And that's what my issue is. And it's just like, be consistent. Like, be be consistent is tough, man. And, it's a tough yeah, and, world, man. All right, then. Last question, I guess, before I end it off, man, is yeah, just like, it, yeah. yeah, man. Like, I, I'm surprised, man, that you want to start a podcast, man. Yeah, I've just, I've been. It's like therapy for me. Dude. I don't know how it feels for you, but just, oh, I'll tell you, I'll tell, I'll tell you in a bit. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's just having these conversations is cool because I can literally DM anyone. You know, if they don't reply, they don't reply. That's fine. Yeah. If I like the shit that you say or the way you think, I'm gonna DM you. Like, hey, I wanna talk to you. Mm-hmm. And it gives you this huge opportunity to be like, I can talk to whoever I want to talk to. Yeah. I can understand how you think and how you do. But and it's just, it's just a platform. Like it's, it's not very expensive to get started. Like I'm saying that from a privileged standpoint where I can like, you know, I had $80 to buy a mic, which I'm truly blessed to have. But you bought your fucking mic for 80 bucks? Man, fuck out of here. <laughs> I got my pop filter and my mic for 80 bucks and I was pretty happy with that. Fuck off. So, yeah. <laughs> but, um, Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you told me to buy the mic as well. So I know, <laughs> dude. But I bought my shit for like 135 bucks. Where did you get it from? I think I got it from Best Buy, man. So I got mine from Amazon. Just probably. That's the thing, man. I was like, fuck it, man. Like, yeah, I didn't know what I was doing. I was going to buy a fucking mic, man. Yeah, no, I get you. You, you gave me the best advice, so I took it. <laughs> That's what I did. But... <laughs> But yeah, so I was like, fuck it, after talking to you, like, you just have this, I feel like when I speak to you, you're just, like, encouraging and chill, so it's just, like, there's no pressure, you know, like, you just give me all the information I needed, there wasn't any judgment, Yeah. just like, here you go, and, you know, she needs something, she like, give me a call, and I was like, fuck it, like, thanks, man. Awesome. And when you asked me to come speak with you, I was like, I was hyped, man, I was just like, you know, I was so... I was just happy. I was just like, I was, I feel like 
just privilege and blessed, you know, like you get like it, it it's your time and I respect it as your platform. So thanks. That's all right, man. I mean what well, we talked about a lot anyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, it was cool. But... It's crazy, man. Yeah. And for me, man, it was, like it was it was really the same thing as you. It was just a just have a form of therapy to talk to people about shit. Uh, because what I've realized is that people won't talk to you unless they have an agenda, like a hidden uh, agenda. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I started off this podcast, man. And funny, I didn't even have a mic, man. I just fucking recorded off my laptop uh, microphone, which shit. I had to redo this, the same episode three times. But that's how you learn. That's how you get, it's basically how you learn to kind of, you know, get around sure. certain things and to basically improve. Yeah. But yeah, the, then as it evolved, man, it made me realize... I don't want to fucking do this for the rest of my life, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then it evolved again to the point where it was like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? <laughs> like, is it like, is, is working in a bigger company not founded by me something I want to do for the rest of my life? Mm-hmm. And right now, man, I don't think it is. I really mm-hmm. don't. I, I don't think it is. And, and, mm-hmm. and truth be told, man, it's, it's, it's mainly because I know how much I can do and I know my potential. I'm not mm-hmm. going to be tied down to fucking, you know, to, to, to working something that I know I can do more with. It's, it's interesting because it comes, I was talking to my buddy about this, man. Oh, we were walking down. We like to basically scope out places in downtown for houses and shit in yeah. condos. And we're talking about like, if this guy can do it and buy this fucking place, then why can I do it? Yeah, absolutely. If, if someone can afford seven, eight, nine, six, whatever million dollar condo or house or whatever it is, why can I do it? What's yeah. the difference between me and him? It's yeah. obviously in here in between your ears. Yeah. Like, Dude, for example, like the people who've told me many times, dude, you, you fucking stutter too much. Get, like, just stop. You talk too fast. You stutter too much. Let's not do this anymore. But the reality is, at the end of the day, man, it's like you're not paying my bills. Who the fuck are you to tell me? Who the fuck are you to tell me any of this other shit? Right? Why can't I do it? Like, just because you don't think you can do it doesn't mean I don't think I can't do it. This yeah. guy obviously got this guy got to where he is because of what he did. So why can't I do the same? This guy had an investment company. Why can't I do that? This guy had a production company. Why can't I do that? And it, it matters to the point is why can't I do any of this stuff? That, that, that's the truth of it all. I'm getting fucking hot, ripped up. But that's, that, that's what it is, man. It's the fact that there's so much shit out there that, that people you know, project because they, they don't have that self-belief. But that's bullshit. If you don't have that self-belief, you already lost. Fuck you. You're done, period. But yeah, well, it's like why can't I have you know, Joe Enterprises? Why can't I have an investment company? Why can't I have a podcast? Why can't I have it? an interview area. Why can I do any of these things? And the answer is because there's no self-belief to begin with. You, the first thing that you do is talk to someone else about, any, about running anything. And if someone says, you, you, your thing is shit, you're not going to do it anymore. Or the fact is, number two is, you're scared of what people will think. But you know what I've learned, man, is who, like, fuck it, man. Who gives a fuck? Exactly. If you're not paying for my bills, if, if, if I'm, I'm going to die, and if, if you don't even care if I die tomorrow, then why, then why am I taking any advice from you? Yep. And, and, and and that is that that's basically why like that's basically why I started this all man and and to be honest now I'm expanding to season two I'm working on another um, another interview street, streets on the interview project yeah, it's it's it. it's gonna be fun right and I think that's what it is it's the lack of self belief that you can do any of these things just because yeah. some guy says I you can't do it I want to ask him like why do you think I can't do it do you know who I am like have you tried something and have you not done it before. It comes back to the point where we're stuck in the box that we're initially put in. That's all it really is. It's a box. And, you know, you may fail. You may win. Whatever. Let's say you fail. What's the word? What, you're, gonna, you're at least going to learn something if you fail. You might as well die knowing that you failed with, rather than wondering what you can do if you were to try something out. And I, I think that's the, that's the thing that scares me the most, man. It's 
what if I, what if on my deathbed and I'm like, fuck, I could do this. I could do this. I can do this. But I was too much of a fucking pussy not to do any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it, it comes down to the fact of self-belief and the fact that you have got, you got to put in the work, man. It isn't easy. It isn't easy at all, man. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is, man. You're going to get a lot of times or you, you may question like, why am I doing any of this? This isn't going to work. No one wants to listen to what I say. Dude, when I first started this thing, I thought nobody cared what I was, what I was talking about. But it was only until, you know, really people said, hey, this is pretty good, man. Like, you know, I've learned a lot of new things. I didn't know that gut bacteria is a thing. I didn't know that your emotional state would affect your, like, affect your health. And, you know, Absolutely. you know about gut bacteria and shit like yeah, that, right? Yeah, 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 exactly, right? So it's just a matter of that. that is what's driving me, right? At the end of the day, it isn't about, you know, it's about two things. It isn't about the, the, the big money or the luxury. It's about the lifestyle that I can leave with it. If I could live my life every day knowing that I could learn some more things and talk to great people like yourself about, you know, aspects of life and doing this for the rest of my life, fuck me. Then, that, then, that, then for me, at least it's a pretty good life. But to, slave, but to sleep, but to wake up every single day and to work for something that doesn't give a shit about you. Like, for example, if you, if you work with your coaches, imagine working with your coaches every day and knowing that they don't care for you back. There's no reciprocation towards that feeling. Working for this soulless, gearless machine every single day then you get home then you drink then you do then you don't exercise and you fucking realize why do i have lack of energy then you repeat the same thing over and over you wake up you, you work in the car you listen to some negative news you do the same thing over and over the next thing you know you're fucking you're probably miserable you might be you might be miserable you might hate your life and you might i don't know man suck on a gun i don't fucking know or you might or you might just realize at the end of the day my life is past like everything is passed by and i don't even know why I should have taken that chance when I was younger. Entrepreneur, entrepreneurist is great when you're young because you have very little, I won't say very little to lose, but you don't have a lot of commitments most likely when you're young. You don't most likely want to have a kid. You most likely aren't married. You most likely have, and you most likely have a lot of time in your hands to build what you can. So why not start now? And the answer mm-hmm. is because I'm scared or I don't, I, I don't people, I, it's too risky, which is, which is fair, by the way, if it's too risky, then it's too risky. Mm-hmm. But or the the other thing is I'm just I'm I'm lazy. I don't have time. Bullshit. You don't ha- you have time. F- don't fucking give me that I don't have time answer. Cuz you have time. Yeah. Don't yeah, give me that. Don't give me that. Don't give me that shit, man. Yeah. No, I get you. And I, I yeah. hate that. You know I hate that negative energy people come really don't I think you speak well like so whatever. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to touch on that because I know you believe in that shit. I think I think you do a good job, but for me it's just understanding everyone has their own timeline, right? So you get a bunch of motivational speakers right now saying, you know, like, you're not doing enough, you're not doing this shit, that shit. And I feel like it puts pressure on people to the point where they don't do anything at all. Because they're like, oh, I didn't get up at 6 a.m. today, so fuck, like, I got up at 10. So what's the point anymore? It's just like, when you increase the pressure on someone, they'd rather not do anything. And I think in our society, what we need to do instead of judging people when they say shit, is be like, fuck it, let's do it. You know, I'm with you. And you know, I want to do this. Let's do it. Fuck it. Let's do it. Thank well, here's the thing, man. It's something called analysis paralysis. It's where you look at 20 different things, but then you're over, you're, yeah, you basically overwhelmed from information, which therefore means you can't do anything. Yeah. It's because you don't know where, you don't know where to start. And sometimes, honestly, the best thing to do is just to fucking start, man. Like anything yeah. you do for the first time, man, whether it be, you know, fucking a girl for the first time or making your first podcast, <laughs> playing football for the first time or fucking going jujitsu for the first time. God damn it. It's you're going <laughs> to suck for the first time, man. You might as well learn. Must well get it over with and learn from it, man. Yeah, that's one big thing. I'm just gonna 
say my last thing is just like whatever like to all your listeners is just you know shit everyone has bad days and don't compare your bad days to anyone else's good days don't compare yourself to anyone and yeah. don't live on anyone else's timeline like shit happens don't judge yourself don't judge anyone else just take care of your own business do what makes you happy because at the end of the day you're the only one who's going to be burnt when you're dead or you know buried or whatever people do when they're dead and you know all you, all you have is what you've done and enjoy yeah. it and you know fucking everyone has their own timeline don't judge yourself just you know, do what you do what you can, man. But if you if you have my my thing is if you have if if you th- if you wanna really if you wanna do something, man, then don't have that self belief that you can't do it, because yeah. someone has done it. Yeah. That person living on the water side has done something, yeah. so why can't you? Absolutely, and it's uh, it it's a mindset that needs to be cultivated. Like it doesn't just happen overnight. Like keep keep working at it, and that's where. There are a lot of resources on mental performance, but I think they should be teaching in schools. Like that shit is huge, but like self belief takes a while to build up. And don't get down on yourself. You'll have bad days. Oh yeah, and, and yeah, and you know, like you know, like you said, like sometimes, like oh, who's listening? But you know, people are listening, dude. Like I listen to your shit, and I'm not just saying that. So <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like you know, you know what I'm saying, man. Yeah, it's just <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Like. You have bad days. It's okay. Let's it's all right. You know, keep moving. Keep moving. Keep moving. Cool, man. I just want to end it off there, man. Is there anything else you want to talk about, man? Besides uh-huh. that long ass rap that I did? Yeah. No, I respect <laughs> that, man. I, I like the passion that came from. So. No, it's yeah. just, it's it's like I don't like I don't like it when someone tells someone else like that you can't do something. Absolutely. Yeah. I, it plants a shitty seed in your mind that's gonna fester over time with that constant negativity, man. Absolutely. And I'm not a fan of that. Like I said, football man, football, football coach do the, do do that shit too, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not all of them are bad, some of them are good, but I still don't like football coaches. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool, man. All right, so is that so? You good? Is there anything else I want to talk about? I'm good, man. I appreciate the opportunity. All right, man. Thank you so much, brother, for coming on, man. It's uh, oh, I appreciate it, buddy. Me, thank you for having me. Appreciate all right, it. All right, Alrighty, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We really gained some insight on life. Give it some love. Like, comment, share, do what you can. Love you guys, and see you in the next episode.